and welcome to today's episode of Chef Talk. I'm your host, Daniela Smallwood, and we are so excited to be continuing self-care September. That's right, you are in the middle of viewing our self-care wellness fest town hall conversation as a part of our Chef Talk broadcast. We are coming back with um, another episode and another uh, person who's going to be able to talk to us about taking care of ourselves. Um, as we talked about in the previous session, we are all about living the Lux life at Thompson Hospitality and in campus dining. And in living the Lux life, one of the things that you have to understand, if you're going to be successful, if you're going to be able to enjoy the luxuries of life, then you definitely have to make sure that you take care of yourself. So as we've talked about in some of our previous sessions, we've heard that self-care starts with self-love. And in self-love, that also talks, that also deals with making sure that we are hitting and understanding the things that happen in our lives um, that can hinder us from being successful. So we wanted to bring some credential people in today who can have a conversation with us about counseling and therapy. And so I want to welcome our guest today. His name is Dr. Harry McClary. Hello, Dr. Harry. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Awesome. We are so glad to have you today. We're going to have a great conversation, and I know that our audience is going to really enjoy uh, talking with you today. So if we could just go ahead and get started, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, what you're currently doing, and how you got to that point. Sure. So Dr. Harry McClary, and I'm a licensed clinical psychologist. Um, I specialize in PTSD and trauma-focused therapy. And I also specialize in working with a military and veteran population. Part of how I got there is a little bit of a different world than some of my peers. So I actually started in the Navy, enlisted in the Navy. So I'm a veteran myself. And what I saw during my service was not just my friends and sometimes family members coming back from deployments, with physical wounds, but also those mental health wounds, those wounds that we can't see. And what I also discovered is that many times there is not a veteran on the other side working with veterans with mental health. And to me, that was always odd because veterans often want to talk to other veterans. And there's often a stigma behind even seeking healthcare in general, but especially mental health care. So there was a time in my life in which I decided, hey, there needs to be one of us on the other side. And here I am. Excellent. Well, I love that. First of all, we want to say thank you for your service as a fellow veteran. It is always great to see uh, people like yourself in those types of positions and being able to have those conversations. You said so much already and we're just getting started. So I'm excited about having this conversation with you uh, because you represent so many of the audiences that are in our campuses and communities that may feel like there's some stigmas when it comes to taking care of themselves. And so so as we talk about self-care, we're really going to dive into therapy and counseling as that's your specialty. And so I guess the first thing I would like for you to start with is what's the difference between therapy and counseling, if there is one at all? That's a great question. And at the same time, a complicated question, because even within my own profession, people kind of use them interchangeably. My definition often is it depends on 
why you are actually going to treatment. So often with counseling or coaching, you may be working with somebody who is not a licensed provider, but may, so is maybe drawing on their own personal experiences more than kind of that book knowledge or science knowledge that I have more years than I would like to. So counseling for sometimes is in that direction. When we're talking about therapy, a lot of the times the goals are more directed towards symptom reduction or maybe even symptom elimination. And that is one difference. Now, that's not always the case. You'll run into some psychologists who have a counseling psychology degree. However, they have a PhD and they can do both. So it really depends on why you are going to counseling and what are your actually goals in the end of counseling that is the difference between counseling and therapy. That's, that's great. So I love the fact that you talked about that and you talked about having goals, you know, as you go in. So I guess the first question is, um, as we're looking at our self-care, we're looking at how we can evolve and be better people and make bigger contributions to the world and really thrive in our place of success. When should we seek therapy? Like, is there a certain time? How do you know whether or not you need to go to therapy or counseling? I have a few answers to that. One answer is, well, you need to go all the time. Um, another answer is you need to go when your symptoms um, reflect you needing a higher level of care. So when we talk about self-care, um, therapy or counseling, it's just another one of those um, self-care modalities. So. When somebody wants to go to counseling or therapy, once again, it's about their goals. So for some people, they want to explore different things past. For some people, they want to explore different things in their future. They want to sit down with somebody and talk about what do they want to do with life? What relationships do they want to navigate through? Other times, people come to counseling or therapy because they're struggling and struggling with mental health issues that might be depression or high anxiety, stress, um, different difficulties in relationships. And that's when you often need to reach a higher level of care. I tell people, well, what's the difference between coming to see me and just talking to your buddies about your problems. Well, often what happens is when you talk about to your buddies about your problems, what you're talking about and where they're gonna draw from is their past experiences and what worked for them. Well, here's the trouble with that. That may work for you and it may not. So when you're coming to a licensed professional for these type of issues, I don't just draw from my own experiences. Yes, I do draw from my experiences because I'm a human being, I have those. However, I also am knowledgeable about the different scientific procedures and the different um, modalities of treatment that can help a certain set of symptoms. And that's where um, you come to me for that knowledge 
and less about just talking about your issues. If you come to me, we're gonna work on your symptoms and your issues. Um, but I'm probably not gonna be your friend at the end of the day. That's the way the professional comes in. And that's sometimes great because sometimes you unload with your friends or you share what's going on with your friends and then you get frustrated because three months later that information has been shared with other people and things like that or whatever and now you're kind of disappointed because you've opened up your heart or something that's important to you um, to people who aren't equipped to handle whatever it is that you're working through so you know i think it's really important for you guys to be hearing some of these conversations and so what are some tips for being able to maximize those therapy sessions well i think one is the goals and it's okay if you don't know exactly what you are looking to do or are looking to accomplish, but a good counselor, a good therapist, a good psychologist will help you craft out those goals. So you wanna make sure that you're working on something in treatment. You are spending your time, maybe your money, and you want to make sure that you are spending your time and your money towards working on what you feel like you need to work on. Okay, well, that is part of it. Um, a, another piece here of when to go or why to go or how, how to make it the most of it is you want to show up. Um, oftentimes therapy is tough and oftentimes what people will do is they'll go to one session. They're like, you know what? No, thank you. That was too rough. <laughs> I opened up myself and it was scary. And therapy can be scary. Essentially, what I'm going to ask you to do is look into yourself and look into the mirror. And for many people, that's tough. Another thing that is often going to help somebody is if you do have assignments in treatment. Oftentimes we give a little, dare I say, homework. And if you can do this homework, often that speeds along the process as well. Um, because when you think about it, 50 minutes, once a week, maybe every other week, maybe once a month is actually not that much time. So what you do in between sessions, I would argue is actually more important than what you're doing in session. That's powerful. I, I'm not going to lie. I went to this one therapist and she didn't give me no homework when I got to it. And I was like, I'm going to get another therapist. <laughs> and the next therapist I went to, that's what she did. She gave me like every time we talked, we had assignments and I did see where it made a huge difference between just kind of like talking like and there were times that I just maybe needed to talk and get something out and kind of get clarity. But the assignments and being aware of working on it was a lot um, more helpful. So I think that's such a good point that you don't hear people talk about. And when we talk about people not talking about things, um, we have several different communities that we serve on our campuses. And so one of the things that we find is that there's oftentimes a stigma that surrounds um, in our communities about um, 
about seeking mental health um, help. You talked about it from a military perspective and I can remember what it was like when I was in the military and you just don't do that. And in the same manner, sometimes, you know, within a college environment, um, you know, depending on your background or what circles you're in, it's not, it's, there's a stigma there as well. So um, as a college student who's in college, who's listening and going, yes, yes, this resonates. I really do need to talk to somebody. How do they break that stigma? I think it's hard for everybody. Um, and there are a lot of different cultural aspects that go into uh, seeking out counseling, seeking out therapy. And there's a lot of barriers there or a lot of minorities. Um, you might hear people say, well, we don't do that. Um, for a lot of men, they're often raised to, oh, well, I don't, look at those type of emotions. The only emotion that's okay to have is anger. Uh, and then that might even end up being your problem. Um, and why you come to see me because of that anger. Um, there are so many different environments that have chosen over the years. And a lot of them are opening up to mental health now. Um, that that's something that you shy away from. At the same time, many of those same cultures say that you need to work on yourself. So it's kind of a double-edged sword there. Um, so they're coming around. What I would say is you want to try it out. All you have to do is try it. Um, you can go to one session. All counseling, all therapy starts with one session. Starts with making a phone call or maybe placing an email or maybe even um, having a phone call with somebody. Uh, nowadays, during the pandemic, you may not even have to go to the clinic. You might be able to sit in your pajamas in your living room or in your dorm room and have a session there. So the world is starting to open up to mental health treatment. And even the military is starting to open up more to mental health treatment because if you are a your mental health is well well guess what you're actually more functional you're actually better at what you do you're a better student you are a better worker i tell people i did a lot of my schooling in uh, palo alto and silicon valley and there are these big huge corporations which i won't say any of their names um, but they have professional chefs, they have sleeping pods, they have video games. And I challenge people, do you think that they do that just because they love their employees so much? Well, actually, probably not. <laughs> the reality is they have figured out that a happy employee is a productive employee. And all of those things more than pay for themselves. Sometimes you'll even find a mental health professional within uh, those areas as well. Um, somebody that you can go to while you're at work. So attacking the stigma um, is important, but it does start with recognizing that somebody that looks like you, that has had your similar background, may also have been to therapy before may also have been to counseling before. 
one thing that I use in my profession is myself. So I am 6'1", 235, and African-American, male, veteran, and I'm often not what people expect to walk in the door when they uh, find out that they have a, an appointment with Dr. McClear. I also work with a largely male population. And there's something about being able to open up to a fellow man that's a little bit different. It may be their first time that a man has actually asked them about how they feel about a situation. Um, not what they think about, um, not what they did, but their emotional response and recognizing that emotions are important. Um, most of us come out of the womb with all the emotions that we'll ever need. And whether you think of this from a paper perspective or from a biological perspective, that means that we probably need them if we're born with them. They all serve a function. Sadness helps us get over losses. Anxiety helps us move. Joy helps us be able to recognize what we need to re reproduce in our lives. They all play a role. And if you can recognize that, then you can actually go a lot further in treatment and in therapy. Wow, that was so good. Our emotions all play a role. I think that's something that I've never really heard anybody frame it in that way. Um, Cause a lot of times, you know, as we go through life we start to suppress the emotions that we're uncomfortable with. And so this is just a, a great conversation to have. And so as we've been talking to campus communities today I know that your specialty um, is the military and veteran community and um, you've talked about why it's important for all um, different types of audiences to get help and to seek help. So we know that outside of what you do day to day, um, you're also utilizing your gift in a very special way. So tell us a little bit about um, your YouTube channel and what you're doing to really give back to the community. Sure. So um, a little bit over a year ago, I started a YouTube channel that is dedicated to educating military personnel and veterans and their families and loved ones about mental health. There is so much stigma and misinformation about mental health out there that it is difficult to know who or what to trust. So what I wanted to do is provide education and skills for people that maybe will never see me. I would like every veteran to, that is struggling to maybe get to therapy one day, but I recognize that may not never be the case. <coughs> so what I want to do is reach those veterans that I can't reach. Uh, reach those veterans that maybe don't want to be reached, but still need the skills, still need the information. Um, I started off this career to help ensure that veterans get the highest level of mental health care. 
And until they all get it, job's not done. I love it. And I love the fact that you just really are focused on your vision. And so for those of you guys who are watching, one of the things that you've heard Dr. McClary say over and over and over again is he's reiterated his purpose and why he's in his career, why he's chosen this career, and he's staying focused on making sure that he's pouring into that community. So you can't pour from an, you can't uh, pour from an empty cup. Your cup has to be full. This is a part of being full, and this is why it's important to us to have these kind of conversations with you. And so Dr. Harry, we appreciate your time today. If you could leave us with any final thoughts uh, for our Wellness Fest, what would that be? So I think that, you know, a lot of people have different goals in life. One goal for some people is they take care of other people. And self-care is important because it makes all of those other things easier. It makes you better at all those other things. If you want to be a better student, you need to take care of yourself. If you want to be a better parent, you need to be, be able to take care of yourself. If you want to be a better athlete, you need to take care of yourself. All of those things are important but at the same time what we end up doing is we leave ourselves off of our priority list and at the end of the day that actually makes us not as good at accomplishing the goals that we want to accomplish so if you have goals in life you have to take care of yourself and if you are in my profession you better take care of yourself otherwise you'll burn out that's excellent. And that's excellent for um, those of you guys who are studying psychology um, as well. So thank you very much, Dr. McClary, for your time on today. We want to thank you guys for joining us for this special edition of Chef Talk, being a part of our Wellness Fest Town Hall Conversations. We hope that this gives you a lot to think about and a lot of decisions to make to choose yourself in this season. Until next time, I'm Daniela Smallwood. Thanks for watching Chef Talk.